0: He's welcome in this place. He's welcome in our homes and in our hearts. Amen. Amen. Guys, I'm glad that you're here today. If you're joining us online, thank you for joining us today virtually. Uh, This is the day that the Lord has made, and we should rejoice and be glad in it. How many glad that the Lord is our God? He's our King. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's It's a good day. Uh, well, I'd like to start this morning uh, by expressing my uh, my gratitude to everyone who participated in and helped make last week's celebration for our pastor, Pastor Ronnie, uh, uh, such a successful event. Um, man, I was just overwhelmed by how many people pulled together uh, to make that such a special time for him. And uh, and wow, I mean, I just I really feel like we blew it out of the water. And uh, and it was just it was really really great. Uh, I specifically would like to uh, thank Margaret White and Lexi Sturmel who worked in the children's nursery last week while all of us were in here during the celebration. and I say that because it takes a real selfless posture to say I will, I will forego being a part of the celebration I'll go serve our children. And, and probably the most important ministry that was happening last week was happening back there. And so I just so appreciate the, the heart posture and, and, uh, and, and being in that place. Um, I also would like to take just a moment to thank Pastor Barbie. Uh, Pastor Barbie uh, at the top of the uh, year did a, a series for our church. Called position for transition, and uh, and I so believe that Barbie was a key player in transitioning our church from what was to what is going to be. I believe that she really, uh, the Lord anointed her and used her to really speak to the heartbeat of our church to in the season that we're that we're moving uh, from and going and going to. And I just so appreciate uh, uh, Pastor Barbie. I, I also am so thankful that she continues the desire to run with all of my crazy. And I just appreciate the way that you, uh, that you posture yourself. And just, um, just thank you. I, I appreciate you being our executive pastor here at Springhouse. I really, really, really do. <clears throat> well... I don't know that today is so much going to be a message uh, or a sermon, as much as an opening statement. Um, And uh, and I'm excited about what uh, what I what I have to share uh, share today. You know, when I was getting prepared, and of course I've known about this date for a long time, and I've had a lot of time to think about it. And and for uh, for a while, and I would even say for a a large chunk of the time where I was preparing uh, for today, I was ready to come out and just unleash. All of the thoughts and, 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 and the vision that I have for, for children's ministry and, what man, what we're going to do for outreach and, and, and for worship arts and just all of these things. And the Lord tapped me on the shoulder and he said, no. He said, "No, that's not what we're talking about on on this day." And and I'm just so glad that I was able to take a back step and to really glean into the Lord and say, "Lord, what is it that you have for for your people today?" And I believe that He really has given me something to share that I believe that we can take and we can run with. And I'm excited to be able to share that. Last week, we uh, we like I said before, we honored uh, we honored Pastor Ronnie, and uh, we had a we had a uh, we had a, a dinner, a leadership dinner, the the night before uh, the. Service. Then we had the service, and we had the lunch, and there was a small dinner uh, later on that Sunday night. And in none of those places, none of those times, did I really have or take the opportunity to really share from the public stage how I felt about this man. And uh, and I'm not going to do that today either. Okay, but <laughs> but what I'm going to what I am going to say is that. Uh, Ronnie has been for me, he has been a friend, he has been a mentor, he has been a pastor, and probably most of all, he's fit the slot of being a dad in my life. And uh, and I'm so thankful for the way that he has handled uh, our church and, and the way that he, is, he has walked into my life. Uh, for the 33 years that he's been uh, a part of uh, of, lead, of really leading the church, uh, I've been here for 23 of those years. And 23 years ago, the Lord plopped an immature adolescent boy into Ronnie's and Margaret's life, and they grew him to be an almost mature adult. And I am, uh, and here I am standing here today. And hopefully, we're gonna we're gonna get going and 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 doing and doing something. But as we as we as we have talked about, Pastor Ronnie, and we as we built toward uh, last Sunday, uh, over the last four to six weeks, many of you or some of you at least have have come to me and you have made the statement or you have asked the question: How in the world are you, Kevin? going to fill the shoes as someone as remarkable as ronnie meek and i have an answer for you this morning you don't I am not called to fill Ronnie Meek's shoes. I am called to pastor Springhouse Church. I believe I believe so much in what what Pastor Ronnie has done and what he has brought to to the table and I feel more specifically that my my calling is to receive the baton that has been so carefully and and ha- carefully handled and take it into the next season and run the race with excellence. I believe that God has something really incredible for us in our next season, and it doesn't take away anything from the last season. It doesn't, and in fact, it does the opposite. It builds on the last season. We're not going to have a lot of change around here. We're going to evolve into where God has us. We're going to continue the race because Springhouse story is not finished yet. God is not finished with our bodies, not finished with uh, his people, and I'm excited to be on this journey, journey with you. One of the benefits that we have had with walking through this transition is that we have really transitioned smooth, guys. This has been a really smooth transition. It's not because Ronnie's so great or I'm so great or Barbie's so great or, or any of the staff or anything. It's because God has been in the middle of it. I've seen God move. I've seen God speak to people. I've seen God really be, have his hand completely on this. And isn't it remarkable that 23, it's actually laughable in some ways, but 23 years ago, God had this idea on his mind before we even knew it was going to come to be. He knew this moment was going to happen and he had began the prep work at that time. God is so faithful. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows everything that's supposed to happen and he prepares us and he equips us and I'm excited to run the journey and run the race with you. I will tell you that I would do, it's been such an honor and a privilege to sit under the leadership of this house. And I would be doing a great disservice to you and to me to just completely forget about and neglect all of the things that have been sown into my life, all the truth and all of the the wisdom that's been imparted to me. I'd be doing a disservice if I just displaced that. But I'd also be doing us a disservice if I allowed us to stay here. It is time for us to take a step and move forward. It is time for us to move into it fully into the purposes for this season that God has for us. And I'm excited about what He's going to do. So, some of you may have come this morning, maybe some of you are watching this morning, and you're kind of sitting back like this and you're saying, All right, Kevin O'Day, what are you going to change? Well, guys, when I think of the word change, I think of underwear. I think of underwear. Changing your underwear is not a necessity, but it is strongly recommended. (laughs) If you wear your drawers too long, you end up walking into real stinky situations. And I'm going to tell you something, Springhouse, you can only cover up stank for so long, okay? Before it starts to affect other people around you. Now, I don't know about you, but when it's time for me to change my underwear, I do not take my underwear off and go to the store and buy a new pair of underwear, right? I take my underwear and it goes through a wash so that when I put it back on, I put it back on fresh and clean. guys. We're not gonna take Springhouse and throw it out the window and go to somewhere new. We're going to go to places that are fresh and new and clean, yes? We want to go to the place that God has us right now. It's going to be a fresh place and we're gonna do that process again and we're gonna do it again and we will do it again and we will continue to do that so that we're always meeting in a fresh place, so that we're always meeting where it's supposed to be, where it feels really good to, to pull on everything God has for us, Right, right? And we, can, and we can walk forward. Now, let me tell you something. If you are concerned about change, let me tell you the change that you need to be concerned about is not the change happening in this, this house. It needs to be the change that's happening in this world. Because let me tell you something. The world is changing at an exponential rate, and it is not changing for the better. We might change the color of the walls. We might do some different things with programming. But the thing that the church has over the world is we serve a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And we're going to stand on the foundation of this God who doesn't change. And we're going to propel, he's going to propel us right into our next season. We're going to trust him. We're going to ride on him. We're going to allow him to lead us on this journey. I never set out, I never thought that February 7th was going to be a day that we're going to start clearing the brush and I was going to start plowing the Ground to lay the course. God has already laid the course. We just have to follow. So God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and that's the same in the truth of uh, in your lives. I am humbled, and I am honored to be able to take this role, uh, to receive this role as Lee Pastor of Springhouse. But my role, as it has that pastor word attached to it, does not exempt me from my opportunity and the necessity for me to grow. I am going to be growing with you. And though I understand and I recognize my responsibility to be out front, to be able to see things before they come our way, to lead us in a right posture, I don't want you all to follow me as much as I want you to come alongside me as we all follow Christ together. I want us to be on this journey together. Guys, Springhouse is not my church it's God's church. You are not my people. You are God's people. And we are going to travel together on this journey with our eyes fixed on him. And he's going to uncover for us some really wonderful, awesome, amazing things. And so who are we as, as Springhouse? Who are we? Before we go there and we talk about who are we as Springhouse, we need to understand something vital to our lives. Who we are is not nearly important as whose we are. Your relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important relationship you have in your life. Your relationship with the Lord is huge. It is, it is mightily important and, 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 and it affects everything and it tells everything about where we're going and what we're going to do together. I fear sometimes for myself, in my life and for people that I get surrounded with that we get so excited about programming, so excited about ministry, so excited about doing, 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 doing that we neglect the first responsibility which is to have a thriving relationship with the Lord. Guys, I wanna be in a posture where we talk to the Lord more than we talk about the Lord. I want us to have a heart posture that says my relationship with you God is so much important that all of this stuff that we're going to do, all the stuff is ancillary. Everything that I'm doing should just equip me and propel me into intimate moments with him our relationship with the Lord is so important. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about our relationship with the Lord. He has a lot to say about Jesus Christ. has a lot to say about God, the Father, and this wonderful person, the Holy Spirit. But the Bible also tells us about someone else, and it's this enemy. And this enemy, the Bible says, is out to kill. He's out to steal, and he's out to destroy. The Bible tells us that this enemy is clever, He's clever, he's, he's smart. And the Bible even says that he's so clever that he will masquerade like light and he will fool us into believing that while we are taking step in tandem with all the people around us, he will fool us to believe that we are actually following him when we may be missing the course altogether. We've got to stick close to the Lord, people. Church, we've got to be close to the Lord so that we know and we can recognize the the tricks of the enemy when they come. We are commissioned to put on the full armor of God, the full armor of God, so that we can withstand the fiery darts when, when they come. Guys, the enemy does not like Springhouse Church. And, he does, and I'm going to tell you, he doesn't like Springhouse Church because of what I'm going to tell you here in the next few moments of where we're going and what we're doing. We are no longer, we are no longer, we are no longer going to allow anything with regard to the enemy to come into this, to come into this place. We are going to guard our hearts. We're going to protect our families. And we are going to move forward in a way that we're living truth out loud. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go? Let's talk to him more than we talk about him. Springhouse, I believe that God has three things that he wants us to be. And the first thing that I believe that uh, God wants Springhouse to be is a place that loves big. I want us to be a church church who loves big. I want to be the first hand that is willing to serve. I want us to be the voice of encouragement in discouraging situations. I want us to understand that it is not our job to change people's lives. It is the Holy Spirit's job to change people's lives. Our job is to point them to Jesus. And I'm gonna tell you something. I am a far way off from looking like Jesus. So how does somebody like me who's messed up point people to Jesus? Well, let me tell you, the most effective, tool that I have in my belt to offer people, to point them to Jesus, is love. And I'm going to tell you, our pastor uh, two, two weeks ago gave a message about love. It was incredible, and you need to go back and look at it. It is in the DNA of this house, and it is what we want. I want Spring House to be known for is that we love big I want people to come into this house who do not look like us, who do not sound like us, who do not live like, that have messy lives. And I want them to encounter the power of the love of the Father so that the Holy Spirit has a foundation to work to change their lives for all eternity. I want us to exude 1 Corinthians 13. I don't want us to just be patient. I want us to be extraordinarily patient. I don't want us to just be kind. I want us to be supernaturally kind. I want us to walk in such a big, Love posture that when people walk in this room with that scripture that says, When we turn the other cheek, we will turn another cheek, we'll turn another cheek, we'll turn another cheek. We want to love so big that it's lavished on people that they have no choice but to look and say, What is this extraordinary thing happening in my life? I'm going to tell you, 23 years ago, I would not be standing here today if it had not been modeled to me. The love big principle. I want us to be a church that lavishes love so great that it sets the stage for the Holy Spirit to change lives. I want there to be so many more yeses in this house than noes. I want to be a better steward of people and community than our property and our belongings. I want us to love huge, to love big. I want when people come in here and guys, I want to take it outside of these walls. I don't want to have a fake type of love that happens within this house and then we go to Kroger and it's something completely different. I want the love of Christ to just just ooze off of our pores because that's who we are. It's not just what we do, but it's who we are. I want us to love big. But I don't know how we accomplish loving big without doing the next thing that I believe we're called to do. I believe we're called to love big, and I believe we're called to live truth. We can't live truth if we don't know the truth. We cannot live truth unless we know the truth. And I'm not talking about people's opinion about the truth. I'm not talking about the popular things that you see on social media regarding the truth. I'm not talking about a portion or half of the truth. I'm talking about all of the truth. Believers in the room, if you have a walk with Jesus Christ, this book is essential to your walk. It is vital to your walk. If you come to church on Sunday and expect that to be your only dose of the Word you get in the week, then you will be severely deficient when it comes to loving big and living your life for the Lord. A relationship with the Word is essential for the believer, and I want to be a church that's known for living truth, living truth out loud. I believe that we're living in a culture who has Christians in it who are redefining Christianity without using biblical principles. And I believe that as we begin to dive into this word, we're going to find some truths that are going to be uncovered that are not just going to change our lives, but it's going to give us epiphanies that the things that the world are storing at us are nothing compared to the riches and glory that we have in him. He has so much to say to you and about you that he's for you and not against you. There's so much in this book that really will change your life. Guys, I am not as concerned about our reputation as I am our character. Reputation is what people think about you. Character is what God knows about you. So we'll let people think what they want about us, but we will major on what God knows about us. In Springhouse, we live truth because we know the truth. In John chapter 8, Jesus, Jesus is talking to those who who believe in him. And he says, if you hold to my teachings, then you will be my disciples. You are truly my disciples. If you hold to my teachings, you are truly my disciples. Guys, if you are saying that you follow Christ and you don't hold to his teachings, then you're not truly a, a follower of Christ. We have to know what this word says. And then the scripture continues on and Jesus says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free don't we want to be a church that lives in freedom don't we want to come in this place not bound to the sin of the world there is so much freedom in this book there's so much that's in here that will give us the roadmap that will illuminate our path and show us where to go and sometimes guys it's not it's not comfortable sometimes the things that are that are that we hear the truth that we that we need is not something that feels good Let me tell you something. If you're looking for a place who's gonna tickle your ears with opinions and allow you to continue to walk toward destruction and death, Springhouse might not be the church for you. And I hope that if I'm heading toward a Mack truck and it's coming in my way, I hope someone here loves me enough to speak truth in my life to push me out of the way. But in all the same, if you're here and you get hit with that Mack truck, Springhouse Church is going to be the first to be down in the mess with you, to cry with you, to hurt with you, to pick you up on your way and help you along because we love big. Sometimes it takes a Mack truck experience for us to make life-changing decisions. But why would we allow anyone to get hit with a Mack truck when we're holding the answer? Why would we allow somebody to walk blindly into destruction when we can call it out before it arrives? I don't want to be looking up and say, well, I knew what to tell you before you ended up there. And they look at me and say, well, why didn't you tell me? I want to be a place that lives truth. I want to be a place that knows the truth. I want to grow in the word together. Springhouse, I want us to love big, I want us to live truth, and I want us to be a healthy family. When I think about healthy family, I think about loyalty, and I think about sticking together through thick and thin. Have you ever had somebody in your family that you just can't stand, but you go to war for them? Right? I want to be a healthy family family. And I hope there aren't too many here that we can't stand, but because we're broken and because we're in relationship and sometimes you're going to get crossways with somebody, but it doesn't mean that we abandon ship. It means that we rode together. Guys, if somebody in our family is going through a mess, guess what? We're all going through the mess together. If somebody is broken hearted and distraught, we're all going to jump in and we're going to be broken in that place with them. If somebody needs somebody to serve, we're going to jump in and we're going to be the first ones to serve. It always amazes me how some people can stand on the sideline and see somebody else's family going through something and it may even be a sin issue. And we cast stones and we render judgment, but oh, how the tables turn when we have to walk through something ourselves. As a family, we don't jump ship. We continue to walk forward with one another. We continue to grow together. There is a difference when it comes to uh, to responding and loving those that are our own. But guys, that takes us spending time together. It takes us being in community with one another. It actually takes us doing more than just a high five and a slight smile on Sunday and walking out of here and not knowing the person's name. I want to have a better relationship with people here than I do with my checkout person at Walmart. I want us to do community. I want us to be a healthy family. 1 Peter 4, 8. Above all else, love one another because what? Love covers a multitude of sin. I don't know about you, but boy, it's so easy to cast that stone to sin that I see there. But boy, when it enters my home and family, something happens where it's covered. It's covered. There's, there's, there's a, an immense reservoir of grace when things happen, when you're family. I want us to be a healthy family. I want us to grow together. Guys, who's speaking into your life? Who's running in your circle? Who are, whose life are you speaking into? Who are you walking with? I've given the directive to the leadership that we are not going to be doing random events in Springhouse. We are going to be doing intentional things together as a family. Your children are important. Your children are not uh, objects to be pawned off onto other people. We have a dynamite children's ministry in the back that's going to really plow forward with them and disciple them. But let me tell you something. When it comes to loving big and living truth, your children need to be a part of that. Your children need to see us doing that. They need to see what a healthy family dynamic looks like as it's being modeled. They need to be involved. They are important people in our ministry. They are vital to our ministry here at Springhouse. I want us to love big. I want us To live truth. I want us to be a happy family. A happy. (laughs) I want us to be a healthy family. We won't always be a happy family, but I want us to be a healthy family. And I believe if we will do those three things, then we surely will be in a place where we can say life happens here.